Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Sid. I have Brother Corey assisting me today. We are the Commandment Keepers Church. We have a detailed lesson uh, for our brothers and sisters um, that are international. Today's lesson will be called Success is Predictable, brothers and sisters. Success is predictable. Success is not a matter of luck or accident or being in the right place at the right time. Brothers and sisters, success is as predictable as the sun rising in the east and setting in the west, brothers and sisters. So today we will learn the biblical principles and techniques to give us a great advantage in life, brothers and sisters. Success is predictable. We're going to go to Isaiah 43. We're going to have Brother Corey read verse 7. Follow us, brothers and sisters, please. Isaiah 43 and 7. Even every one that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have what, brother? I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yeah, I have made him. Look at that, brothers and sisters. Everything God created, he designed to be successful. Why? Could you read that again? Verse 7. Even every one that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. That's key. Yeah, I have made him. Look at that, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Your success is good for God. He said, everyone that's called by my name, I have created him for my glory. So that's key, brothers and sisters. The success of a product protects the reputation of the manufacturer. Who's the manufacturer? He said, I have made him. I have formed him. See, brothers and sisters, his name is on us. And therefore... His success, or your success, my success, brings him glory, brothers and sisters. So what we're learning is a product carries the credibility of a manufacturer. Who is the manufacturer? The Most High is the manufacturer, brothers and sisters. So your success is good for the Most High's reputation. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 7. Even every one that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yeah, I have made him. That is critical, brothers and sisters. This is the, the springboard that we're going to use because understanding that the Most High wants you to be successful. Many of us believe the Most High is withholding success. The Most High needs you to be successful. He's not against you. He's for you. Why? Because his interests align with yours. Your success makes him look good, brothers and sisters. That's critical that we all understand that Apple, for example, brothers and sisters, they want their products to be successful. Why? Because their reputation is on the line, brothers and sisters. A manufacturer doesn't create something that it, <laughs> that it doesn't want to be successful. Why? Because if their lack of success of the product they manufacture affects the reputation of he who manufactured it, brothers and sisters. He said, everyone that is called by my name is created for my glory, brothers and sisters. Let's go to let's go to Numbers, brother. Chapter 6, verse 27. This is key here. Who's called by his name? Numbers 6 and 27. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. Upon who? The children of Israel. And I will bless them. That's key. <laughs> See, the children of Israel, the natives, the Negroes, the Hispanics, 
the those in the West Indies, the Trinidadians, brothers and sisters, the Jamaicans, the Panamanians, brothers and sisters, the Costa Ricans and Cambodians, the quote-unquote African-Americans, the Mexicans, brothers and sisters, the Blaikwa Tainos, the, the Samoans. See, these are the children of Israel. And he's telling you, listen, I put my name on these people. Could you read that again, brother? Verse 27. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. God cannot afford for us to fail because he's branded us with his name, brothers and sisters. And when a manufacturer brands something, the product's success is attached to the credibility of the manufacturer, brothers and sisters. So what you're learning here is your success is never about you. It's about his affluence, brothers and sisters. Who is he speaking to? We'll read it one more time. Number 6 and 27. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Look at that. It said, I will put my name on Israel, and I'll bless them. Why am I blessing them? Because my name is on them. <laughs> See, brothers and sisters? So our success is not about us. It's more about him. That means failure brings into question his prestige, his preeminence, brothers and sisters. The Most High is telling us, I cannot afford for you to fail because I have my name on you. See, brothers and sisters, this is the mindset we must now operate with. The Most High needs us to be successful. So he's not going to restrict you, brothers and sisters. You only have to restrict yourself. And we're going to show you why. He's telling you, your success is connected with my credibility. My credibility. And this is critical, brothers and sisters, because why? Today we're talking about success. We're learning that success is predictable, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Psalms. We're going to go to Psalms chapter 106. And we're going to have Brother Corey read verse 8, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. Psalms 106 verse 8. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake. What did he say, brother? Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. He saved us for his name's sake. See, <laughs> the success is not about you. It's about him, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 8. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. See? So when someone has made it an investment in you or me, your success is identical with theirs, brothers and sisters. And our failure brings into question the credibility of the manufacturer himself, brothers and sisters. See, the Most High is not doing this for you. He's doing it for himself. That's good to know. <laughs> That's good to know because you know he has his own best interests at heart. See, brothers and sisters. A lot of the things in the Bible tell you for his name's sake, for his name's sake, for his reputation, for his reputation. The Most High and every king cares about their reputation, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 8 one more time, brother? Psalms 106 verse, <clears throat> verse 8. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. That he, may, that he might make his power to be known so our lack of success is a misrepresentation of the most high's reputation brothers and sisters your success is tied to his credibility that's the mindset we must have brothers and sisters see 
That means if my success is tied to his credibility, he's going to do everything he can to make me successful. That's the mindset, brothers and sisters, we must operate with. That is the mindset. We're going to show you. Well, the Bible's going to show you, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to 1 Samuel. Follow us to 1 Samuel, chapter 12. We're going to read verse 22, brothers and sisters. Success is predictable. 1 Samuel 12 and 22. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. For what, brother? For his great name's sake. Look at this. It says he will not forsake his people, not for us, but for his name's sake. Because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, the Most High's reputation is important to him because it is the source of the glory of his name. Brothers and sisters. A manufacturer's reputation is created and sustained by the conditions of his product, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 22. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. See? So therefore, the Most High will act in ways that are favorable for his name's sake, brothers and sisters. See? Even the fact that we know we're Israel, he didn't do that for us because we don't deserve prestige. We don't deserve honor. We don't deserve rulership. He's doing it for his name's sake because he made a promise to our forefather, Abraham. <laughs> he said this many times. I'm going to save you, not for you. I'm going to save you for my name's sake. See, that's key, brothers and sisters. That is a wonderful place to be <laughs> where the king he who have the authority, the creator, his success is tied to you. See? Now we are aligned together. He's telling us, your success makes me look good. That means, brothers and sisters, he would do everything he could. Outside of compromising what is right for us to be successful, brothers and sisters. It is, this is the mindset that we must operate with. I've heard many brothers say that it seems like the Most High doesn't want me to be happy. He doesn't want me to be successful. Brother, have you read? Have you read? That's the complete opposite, brother. It's the complete opposite. As long as you're following him, you call yourself by Israel, he needs you to look good because it makes him look good, brothers and sisters. We are like his jewelry brothers and sisters, like the chain around his neck, the rings on his finger, brothers and sisters. We have to understand that. We're going to go to Ezekiel. Follow us to Ezekiel, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> We're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 36 and we'll have Brother Corey read verse 22. Ezekiel 36 and 22. Therefore, say unto the house of Israel. Say unto who, brother? The house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord God. I do not this for your sake. What did he say? I do not this for your sake. He doesn't do this for us. O house of Israel. But for mine holy name's sake. <laughs> for what, brother? But for my holy name's sake. Look at this, brothers and sisters. See? We have to slow down when we read the Bible because a lot of times we just skip over some of the most important details in these, t in these texts, brothers and sisters. 
He said, I do this not for your sake, Israel, but for my holy name's sake. So that means your success is good for God, brothers and sisters, because he cares about his name. Now, who represents his name? Israel, brothers and sisters, the children of Israel, the minority, what they call minorities. The blacks, the Hispanics, the natives, the Negroes, brothers and sisters. Could you read that from the top, brother? Verse 22. Therefore, say unto the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. So look at this. He's saying you profane my name everywhere you went, and I'm still going to deliver you. I'm still going to keep my promise. Why? Not because you deserve it. But because I made a promise and my name, my credibility is attached to you. See, remember, Moses said <laughs> the most I was going to destroy us. Moses said, Father, please don't. The nations will say you brought us out here to destroy us. <laughs> That's what actually saved us, brothers and sisters, was protecting his name, his credibility, brothers and sisters. Many times, many times, brothers and sisters. What we must know is that the success of the product is a direct reflection of the manufacturer, brothers and sisters. And the Most High is not blessing you for your sake. It's to protect His name. That means what? That means we jeopardize His reputation when we fail, brothers and sisters. See? It's, he needs us to be successful, brothers and sisters. Our success, the children of Israel's success, those who follow the Bible, their success does what? It gives credibility to his name. More people will want to follow him, brothers and sisters, looking at our success. That's very critical that we form our mind around that ideology that he wants us to be successful because we represent him, brothers and sisters. It's just like if a brother or a sister have children. You want your children to be successful. Why? Because that makes you look good. <laughs> that makes you look good. Why? Because you they're a representative of you, brothers and sisters. Same thing, brothers who have wives, right? You want your wife to be respectable and respected. Why? Because she's a representation of you, brothers and sisters. So when she does certain things or wears certain things or speaks in a certain manner, you feel some type of way. Why? Because she's a reflection of you. <laughs> See, brothers and sisters, this is how it works. The children of Israel have the name of God, which he's already said. He's already, he's already told us that. And if you carry his name, he would like us to be successful, to heighten his credibility. Brothers and sisters, with the nations. This is very critical, brothers and sisters. The Most High is not working against you. It's very easy to be successful. It's predictable if you operate within the parameters that He has laid down, brothers and sisters. We're going to read something here. We we pulled up a um, a warranty from Apple, brothers and sisters. We want you to. We really want you to listen closely to this Apple warranty. A lot of us have Apple products, whether that's um, <clears throat> iMac computers or uh, iPhones or tablets. Um, you know, there's a plethora. What do you got? iPods. I want you to listen closely 
to this warranty, brothers and sisters, this Apple warranty. Apple. Apple warrants the Apple branded hardware products and Apple branded accessories contained in the original packing against defects in materials and workmanship when used normally in accordance with Apple's published guidelines for a period period of one year. Read that one more time, brother, a little bit slower. I want them to hear this here. Apple warrants the Apple branded hardware products and Apple branded accessories contained in the original packing against defects. Against what? Against defects in materials and workmanship when used normally in accordance with Apple's published guidelines for a period of one year. Now, this is key, brothers and sisters. <laughs> it's telling you that the branded hardware, the product, and all the, the accessories, they are guaranteeing against defects when normally used in accordance <laughs> with Apple's published guidelines. Are you examining this? They're telling you if you operate according to the guidelines that we have published, this thing will work flawlessly. <laughs> and they're willing to cover you or warrant it over a year, brothers and sisters, or for the period of a year. See? They're saying if you use it how we've created it to be used, we guarantee a success, brothers and sisters. This is key. Uh, can you read the, the bottom part, brother? <clears throat> you may return your Apple product to any to an Apple retail retail location offering carry-in service. Now, it's saying if it's something goes wrong with this, you can return this. You can actually carry this in and return it to an Apple retail location. Service will be performed at the location. Once you are notified that service is complete, you will retrieve the Apple product from the Apple retail. Now, this is critical here, brothers and sisters, because they're telling you that we're going to guarantee the success of this product for a year as long as you operate within the published guidelines. And then they say, well, if you do have a problem, it's unlikely, but if you do, you can return this product and we'll work on it for free or give you a new one. Why would they be doing this? They don't know me. They don't know you, brothers and sisters. They don't have to know you. They know their name is on it. See? <laughs> They're like, hey, listen, if our name, if our brand, our logo is on there, we don't need to know you. You can bring that in for free. We will service it. And if it's, un, you know, if, if, there, if there's something going on with it where we cannot fix it, we will give you one for free. Why would they be doing this, brothers and sisters? Why would they be doing this? Because their name, brothers and sisters, see, any company understands branding. They understand the, the importance of a reputation in business, brothers and sisters. See, they're willing. Why would someone say for over a year, this thing we guarantee is success as long as you use these guidelines? And if it's not successful, if you do find a flaw, we're going to... We're going to replace it free of charge. Only because of their name, brothers and sisters. How do we know it's because of their name? Because if you try to bring a Samsung tablet in there, they're going to say, I mean, we can't do anything with this. This don't have anything to do with us. See? So that means what, Israel? That means if you come back to the most high, 
If you follow him, he will guarantee your success as long as you operate in the published guidelines. Why? Because he needs you to be successful. Now, if you are claiming to be a, a Muslim or a Christian or a Mormon, then the Most High really could care less whether you're successful or not because his name is not on you. You have to go deal with the rock somewhere. You got to go deal with Allah or, or you know, Buddha or somebody. They're responsible for your success. But if you carry his name, that's the importance of his name. <laughs> See, that's the importance of his name. What is his name? His name is a higher brothers and sisters. I am is a higher. I am that I am. A higher, a shaw, a higher brothers and sisters. That is the name in the Hebrew tongue, the ancient Phoenician tongue, brothers and sisters. A-H-A-Y-A-H, Ahaya. That is I am. Jehovah is not the name of the Most High. In fact, it's the name of the golden calf that was fashioned from the earrings by Aaron while we was in the wilderness. Go look up Yahweh. Go look up Jehovah, brothers and sisters. Type in Jehovah calf on Google and see what pop up. Jehovah is not the Most High. Yahweh is not the Most High. That is the bull calf that we worship coming out of Egypt, brothers and sisters. The Most High's name is Ahiah, Ahiah Asha, Ahiah. And if you go and buy a Tanakh, a JPS Tanakh, or a Torah, brothers and sisters, the name is there. They put the name right there in Exodus 3 and 14. 3 and 14. Remember, it says, this is my name forever. So either the Most High is a liar or somebody had given us a different name because most people are not calling him Ahaya. Or even if you don't want to call him Ahaya, you can call him the great I am because Ahaya translates to I am. So that's critical. That's the importance of the name because he's responsible for you if you carry his name, brothers and sisters. We just wanted to show you this warranty deal here. The key part was, we're going to read it one more time. Read that top part, brother, please. Apple warrants the Apple-branded hardware product and Apple-branded accessories contained in the original packing against defects in materials and workmanship when used normally in accordance with Apple's published guidelines for a period of one year. The key part, brothers and sisters, it says that it warrants the products when used normally in accordance with Apple's published guidelines. So guess what? Anyone who knows anything about Apple, if you jailbreak your Apple product, you have now lost a warranty, brothers and sisters, <laughs> because you're operating outside of what they published in regards to the guidelines of their product, brothers and sisters. See, if, there's, if you do certain things outside of what they have deemed um, okay, you void your warranty. Now, that's key because this next scripture will give clarity to what we just read concerning warranty. All of us have electronics. Go look at the book, brothers and sisters. Usually the last page in the book, the last few pages in the book, guarantee uh, your warranties. We're going to go to Joshua. Follow us, brothers and sisters. We're going to Joshua. Uh, one, in, one in seven, brothers and sisters. Joshua 1 verse 7 Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law that what brother that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law 
which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. That what, brother? That thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. That's key, brothers and sisters. It says, be very strong and courageous, which shows you to follow his law. It takes courage, brothers and sisters, to follow all of what Moses commanded us. And it says that you will prosper whithersoever thou goest. Now, remember, Apple said if you <clears throat> if you utilize their product in the fashion that they have published in their guidelines, they guarantee a success. The Most High is saying the same thing here with his products. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. So it's telling you, your obedience to God's instructions is a prerequisite, a prerequisite for success. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. For what, brother? For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Mm. Brothers and sisters, document this. Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, brothers and sisters. Because this scripture tells us that success is conditional and therefore predictable, brothers and sisters. But guess what? Failure is also predictable. The Bible tells us if we apply his laws, we ensure our success. <laughs> See? It's imminent. Success is imminent, brothers and sisters. Could you read verse 8 one more time, Brother Corey? Joshua 1 and 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now there's something key there. Brother Corey just said, and then thou shalt have good success. Good success is God-given, brothers and sisters. If you had to sin to get it, that's not good success, brothers and sisters. Success is fulfilling your purpose, your assignment. It's not about money, brothers and sisters. So I want to be clear because you could do a lot of, you could go sell cocaine and have a lot of money. That's not success. That's prostitution. You've now prostituted yourself for paper. You've now, you know, degraded yourself and killed your community for paper. The Bible is telling you, if you want success, follow my laws. <laughs> See, you don't have to go sell drugs. You don't have to put your freedom on the line. I know brothers out there committing felonies every day, committing crimes that can get them 40, 50 years every day just so they can have some level of what they think is success. The Most High is saying, listen, you're my product. I'm responsible for you. Follow what is written in this law. And what? And you will guarantee prosperity and good success. See, so now we're learning. When we say success is predictable, it is. Brothers and sisters, it's very predictable if you trust what the Most High is saying here. Meditate on my law. Apply my law. And you will make thy way prosperous and have good success. It's not hard. 
brothers and sisters. We're going to go forward. Let's go to 1 Kings, Brother Corey. We're going to go to 1 Kings. Um, we read chapter 2, verse 3. 1 Kings 2, verse 3. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses. As what? As it is written in the law of Moses. That thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest. That what, brother? That thou mayest prosper in all that thou, thou doest. And whithersoever thou turnest thyself. So wherever you go. Now this is critical, brothers and sisters. Because the Most High established laws for all his products to guarantee success. So what we're learning is success is a direct derivative of decisions, brothers and sisters. Chevrolet. Chevrolet is a car manufacturer, brothers and sisters, that has built in law on how it is to operate. They say, well, listen, you need to put this type of gas in there. You need to put 87 gas in it. Um, you know, that's the gas that needs to be used. Now, a brother may say, you know what? Um, I like orange juice. I like grade A orange juice. You know, I'm going to put some grade A, you know, California sun juice in my tank, your product will malfunction, brothers and sisters. See, the manufacturer knows the rules or laws that are to be applied in order for the successful functioning, brothers and sisters. He's saying if you apply these laws here, you will not have malfunction. In fact, you'll have success. See? Law, brothers and sisters, and this is critical because the Bible is telling you in order to have success, you must follow my law. The Christians are telling you that the law of Moses is done away with. <laughs> and we're wondering why we're suffering in the, in the ghettos, brothers and sisters. We're wondering why we're not happy. We're wondering why, you know, we're, we're dealing with, um, we're dealing with drug abuse. We're dealing with, uh, depression, suicide. See? Because you're not applying the laws of the manufacturer, brothers and sisters. You don't bring your laws to the manufacturer. See, that's the key. You don't tell the manufacturer the laws that should be used on their product, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 3. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments. And his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. That's key, brothers and sisters, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. So, in wherever you go, whether it's America or another country, in everything that you touch, if you apply the laws written in the Bible, you are guaranteed success according to the Most High, brothers and sisters. So that means you don't bring your laws to the manufacturer. We have to readjust how we think about law. Laws are not given to restrict you, but to guarantee success. See, Apple is not trying to restrict you when they tell you how to operate using the phone. They're trying to tell you how to get the most out of your phone. Brothers and sisters, how many of us read the manual when we get something? We probably all have a DVD player or a um, Blu-ray player. 
How many of us read that manual? Probably none of us, brothers and sisters. And now, it, the DVD player have 22 functions. You know about four. The power button, <laughs> pause, play, rewind, and fast forward. When really there's 22 functions. So you're really not getting the most out of your product. See? He's saying, listen, I had the manual, okay? You don't tell me <laughs> how to operate. I created you. Only the manufacturer knows how to use the product in order for it to be successful, brothers and sisters. And remember, he needs you to be successful because his name is on you. That's why he gave you the manual. <laughs> See, that's the key. He didn't give the manual to anyone else. He gave the manual to Israel. Why? Because he put his name on you. See? So he's saying, listen, I need you to be successful. I'm going to show you how to operate in life that will guarantee success. Other, No other nation was given this. This was given to the children of Israel, brothers and sisters. Shows you how much he loves us. Imagine getting a new iPhone or a new uh, game system or something and there's no book in there. It don't tell you how to set it up or anything. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> it take you much longer to have success with whatever it is that you have. Because why? You didn't have a manual. Let's magnify that. We're going to go to Psalms 19 and 7. Brothers and sisters. We're standing in the Old Testament here. We're going to Psalms 19. We'll read verse 7 and 8. Psalms 19 verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Brothers and sisters, the manual is the laws laid down by the manufacturer to guarantee success. That's what this is here. Look at this closely. Could you read seven one more time, brother? Verse seven. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Are you seeing this, brothers and sisters? See? Laws are to guarantee function to protect his name, brothers and sisters. The Bible is the greatest success manual ever written ever published brothers and sisters this is the greatest piece of uh literature to ever touch paper brothers and sisters see so he's telling you the my law is perfect if you follow this success is imminent brothers and sisters it's not questionable it's imminent see brothers and sisters this is very this is very important because it shows you how much he loves us, brothers and sisters. He's saying, listen, you're going to have trouble in life. I'm going to show you where the pitfalls are. I'm going to show you where the burglars are. I'm going to show you where the robbers are. <laughs> See? Now, guess what? Every father, every father, especially a father to have a son, understand, in the daughter, his job is to teach his son and daughter Everything he knows. That's his job. Right? The father is saying, it take me, I can't teach you everything I know, but I can teach you what you need. 
<laughs> See? Any father understand this. I have to give you everything that I know before I die. So you can operate and understand not to make the same mistakes I made. Which route to go? He is our father. Brothers and sisters. The Most High is our father. He needs you to be successful. Why? Because his heritage is connected to you, brothers and sisters. It's connected to me, brothers and sisters. It's connected to our people. See? When you look into our neighborhoods, you look in some of the areas like Louisiana where our people are suffering immensely. I think some of the displaced areas in Louisiana, um, they they make the least uh, per year. They profit the least. I think some of them are making less than 10000 a year completely, brothers and sisters, as a whole. So our people are suffering, brothers and sisters, and yet we know it's a lot of voodoo down there. Um, but we're telling you, if you operate within these laws, even though we're in a wicked society, brothers and sisters, the law is perfect. The testimony is sure. The statutes are right. The commandments are pure. Enlightening the eyes. That means opening your eyes, brothers and sisters. He's giving you the manual to success. Do you think if Michael Jordan wanted to teach you how to shoot a basket, you may listen? Exactly, you would. But then when it comes to the Most High, who created Michael Jordan? <laughs> See? Read those two one more time, brother. Then we'll move forward. Psalms 19, verse 7. <clears throat> the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure. Enlightening the eyes. This is very critical brothers and sisters. And this is why the Most High has an issue with Christianity. Because Christianity is teaching you that the law is done away with. He said the statutes of the Lord are right. Statute brothers and sisters. It means it does not move. Okay. A statue. Think about a statue in your in your uh, your local state, uh, in your near your downtown areas. Those statues don't change. It doesn't matter if it's raining, if it's snowing, it's sleeting. It don't change with the times. It don't say, well, you know, this is 2020, so we need to change with the times. Statues don't change, brothers and sisters. So don't allow a Christian to rob you, brothers and sisters, of your soul, rob you of your success. In order to have good success, you must implement the guidelines that have been published by the Most High, brothers and sisters. Success is predictable. Brothers and sisters, follow us to Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 10. If the iron be blunt, and he do not wet the edge. If he don't sharpen the edge. Then must he put to more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. This is telling you brothers and sisters. If an axe is blunt. And it's not sharpened. Then you must use more strength. But wisdom is profitable. So it's telling you. Wisdom can make any job easier. Brothers and sisters. Any job can be made easier. With wisdom. For example, if Brother Corey and I um, are on the way somewhere and the car break down and we pull over the car and we pop the hood, we just start looking at the car 
trying to figure out what it is. We're there three, four hours. We call a mechanic there who has the wisdom. He can tell us what's wrong with the car in five minutes. See? He's telling you wisdom always makes the job easier. But if you're not using wisdom, you're going to have to put forth more strength. Brothers and sisters. Could you read verse 10 one more time, brother? Verse 10. If the iron be blunt and he do not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. See, so application of biblical principles and techniques make life our servant, brothers and sisters. This scripture exemplifies how wisdom will serve instead of strength, brothers and sisters. This is critical because why? The Bible is telling you success is guaranteed if you do what? If you consent or acquiesce to his biblical principles. So now we're knowing, excuse me, now we're learning that success is predictable if you are using the application of what you can find in biblical literature, brothers and sisters. See, many of us are trying way too hard. He's saying you don't have to try as hard. You don't have to work as hard if you work smarter. We all heard that growing up, work smarter, not harder. You're putting way more strength in it than you actually have to. You can get double done in half the time if you apply the wisdom. Now, guess what? He needs you to be successful because his name is on you. He has branded you, brothers and sisters. And if you have his brand, if you have his logo, brothers and sisters, your success is good for his credibility, brothers and sisters. So we're learning success is predictable. And my success is aligned with his credibility. Which is a wonderful place to be, brothers and sisters. It's a wonderful place to be. We're going to go to Job chapter 12, verse 7, Brother Corey. Examine this closely, brothers and sisters, please. Job 12 and 7. But ask now the beast. Do what, brother? Ask now the beast, and they shall teach thee, and the fowls of the air, and they shall tell thee. Or speak to the earth, and it shall teach thee. And the fishes of the sea shall declare unto thee. Look at that, brothers and sisters. He's saying you can learn from the animals. You can learn from the earth, brothers and sisters. He created fish to swim in water. They will never try to leave the water, brothers and sisters. He created birds to fly in the air. They will never try and become a fish. <laughs> We're the only ones who will test the law to see if it's true, brothers and sisters. He's saying you can learn from the animals. They operate with certain laws, which guarantees their success. Now, guess what? If there was a bird that naturally could not fly, that's a failure. That makes the most high look bad, brothers and sisters. He's saying I created everything to, to function properly and have success. See? Ask the beast. <laughs> okay? We're the only ones who attest that law and see if it's true. Brothers and sisters, when you first buy a iron, brothers and sisters, the iron says do not operate by water. <laughs> okay? And that's why a lot of us don't have hair on our eyebrows right now. Because we test the laws. And guess what? The manufacturer don't tell you why not to either. They just tell you what not to do. They're not going to go into a whole soliloquy on why not to do it, brothers and sisters. Could you read those two one more time, brother? Job 12 and 7. But ask now the beast, 
and they shall tell they shall teach thee and the fowls of the air and they shall tell thee or speak to the earth and it shall teach thee and the fishes of the sea shall declare unto thee see so when the product operates within the parameter of its laws you get access to the full functionality brothers and sisters see a bird is not going to you know start trying to be a fish brothers and sisters because it's created to do a certain task so they operate with those laws a fish is not going to say you know what I'm tired of water I've been doing this every day in my life I've been doing this every day in my life I, I want to get out the water <laughs> it's not going to happen brothers and sisters so are they smarter than us I, I don't know a fish alive no matter how tired they are of being in water they're not going to try to get out of it brothers and sisters <laughs> Only, only man, only man and woman will try to test the laws, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Success is predictable, brothers and sisters. The Most High created everything to be successful. Why? Because he's branded it, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Psalms 119 and 99, Brother Corey. Followers, brothers and sisters, success is predictable. Success is predictable. Psalms 119 verse 99. I have more understanding than all my teachers. What did he say, brother? I have more understanding than all my teachers. For thy testimonies are my meditation. Look at this. Learning law makes you smarter than those around you, brothers and sisters. See? God created life to function by law. So if you want to function in life, you must learn the laws and apply them. David is saying, listen, I'm wiser than people who are older than me, who should be teaching me based on what? Me meditating on your law, your testimonies. See, brothers and sisters, the importance of law. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 99. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. See? So, knowledge of laws and principles is the source of wisdom, brothers and sisters. No matter what the product is, if you understand the laws, the guidelines, the public guidelines, as Apple would like to say, it will guarantee your success, or it will guarantee the success of any product. You are the product of the Most High. He's telling you how to, to, to obtain full functionality, brothers and sisters. He needs you to be successful because his name is on you, brothers and sisters. See? He's not trying to stop you from success. He's trying to usher you into it, brothers and sisters. But only man, only man and woman will try to go against the laws. All the animals follow the laws, brothers and sisters. Gravity is a law. Now, a brother may say, you know what? I don't believe in that. <laughs> I'm going to jump off this, you know, I'm going to try to fly and jump off this building. He'll fly for a second, about 0.2 seconds, and he's going to fall to his death, brothers and sisters. Laws are established, and they, they don't change, no matter how you feel about it, brothers and sisters. So what we have to do is get over ourselves. We have to get over how we feel because how I feel is not going to change the law. 
that are guaranteed for success. Brothers and sisters. So we have to become more acquainted with this Bible. We must become more acquainted with his law, with his testimonies, brothers and sisters, with his statutes, with his commandments, brothers and sisters. Because the, the, the more we understand his law, the closer we are to success, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 9. We're going to the Torah, brothers and sisters. See what Moses has to say. Deuteronomy 29 verse 9. Keep therefore the words of this, this covenant and do them that ye may prosper in all that ye do. Could you read that one more time, Brother Corey? Verse 9. Keep therefore the words of this covenant and do them that ye may prosper in all that ye do. That what? That you may prosper in all that you do. The most important knowledge on earth is the knowledge of law, brothers and sisters. Absence of law guarantees destruction, brothers and sisters. He said, keep therefore this covenant and do it <laughs> that you may prosper in all that you do. That's the key. That's the key. You will prosper in everything, brothers and sisters. That's, that's key. That's in every avenue, every aspect of life, brothers and sisters. The application of the manual is imperative for the proper functionality of the product, according to this Bible, according to this manual, brothers and sisters. We'll have Brother Corey read that one more time when we move forward. Deuteronomy 29 verse 9. Keep therefore the words of this covenant and do them, that ye may prosper in all that ye do. See? So success is not a mystery, brothers and sisters. Prosperity is a result of wisdom and conduct, brothers and sisters. If you trust the Most High, if you believe in the Bible, then believe this, brothers and sisters. Because it's almost insanity to see the Bible telling us how to become successful and then to do, try to do it your own way. I mean, what? why? Why would you do that? Something is not right. Something in your brain is not functioning properly. He's given us the route to success, which makes success predictable, brothers and sisters. Now, I'm not expecting someone who doesn't believe in the Bible to do this, or someone who doesn't believe in the Most High. That's fine. But for those of us who claim to believe in the Bible, this is your path to success, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Proverbs 3 and 9, because now he's going to give us some tenets. He's going to drop some information on us that will help usher us in to prosperity and success, brothers and sisters. Keep, therefore, the words of this covenant. Now, let's go to some of the words of the covenant. We're going to go to Proverbs. We're staying in the Old Testament. We're going to read chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Proverbs 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with, with thy substance. And with the first fruits of thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty. So what? So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Are you seeing this, brothers and sisters? <laughs> we are to honor the Most High in the expenditure of our substance. Could you read that one more time? Verse 9, brother. Verse 9. <clears throat> honor the Lord with thy substance, 
and with thy with the first fruit of thine increase. With the first fruit of thy of all thine increase. Look at this. Giving him leftovers, whether large or small, is not honor, and it does not fulfill the proverb, brothers and sisters. It, could you read that one more time? Verse nine. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase, of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty. So shall your barns be filled with plenty. And thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Brothers and sisters, first is paying the most high before anyone else, including yourself. Brothers and sisters, freely expending it in pious and charitable uses. Brothers and sisters. Honor the most high in your substance. Put your money where your mouth is. It says with the first fruits of all of what he blessed you to have, brothers and sisters. And when you look at verse 10, it's a descriptive phrase of financial blessing and economic prosperity. We're going to read those two one more time. Listen to this closely because he's telling you how to guarantee success. Proverbs 3 verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Brothers and sisters, the Bible has the secret to financial wisdom. Brothers and sisters, grasp this financial rule here. This law of financial reward is as true as the law of gravity. Brothers and sisters. Why? Because he gave you that money. He gave you that substance. He's saying, use it for me. The first part should come to me. In fact, he established a holy day called first fruits, brothers and sisters, or what you, some people call Pentecost, brothers and sisters. See, first fruits means the first of, you know, of which you get should be designated for him. Now, some of us, most of us don't go to a Christian church or where you, you're paying tithes or something like that. But, you know, use it in a charitable fashion. So you get, you know, you get some income or whatever the case may be. Okay, well, you know what? Let me, uh, let me put $10 on a couple um, gift cards, food gift cards, you know. And then when I see some homeless people, I'm going to give that out. Or, you know what? Let me pass out some hot hands. Or whatever the case may be, brothers and sisters. Put something aside for charitable works, brothers and sisters. See? Honor the Lord in thy substance with the first fruits. Because I know many people who give them whatever's left over. You just, you know. Well, now that I did everything I need to do, I got $2 left over. Let me give a brother a piece of gum. No, that don't work, brother. In fact, you're going to struggle. <laughs> you're going to struggle. The Most High is giving you strict instructions to help you become successful brothers and sisters we'll read those two one more time and we'll move forward verse 9 honor the lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine so honor the most high by giving him his portion brothers and sisters and he will bless you financially he guarantees it Brothers and sisters. So this is what we have to do. Now see what, what Christians have done. is They've taken this and then made it. Well you give us 10% of uh, you know every check. But we're not talking about giving this to a church. Brothers and sisters. Now if you want to do that. That's, that's fine. But I hope that church is not receiving money on a Sunday. 
<laughs> and I hope whatever church you're giving money to, they tell you who you are and follow the law. Because you're not going to receive t- my tithes and offering, but you're telling me the law is done away with. <laughs> See, that's the issue I, I have, brothers and sisters, because guess what? Tithes and offering is only written in the Old Testament. So are we following the Old Testament or not? <laughs> tithes and offering is nowhere in the New Testament, brothers and sisters. It's an Old Testament tradition, brothers and sisters. So you'll pick and choose what laws, because guess what else is in the, in the Old Testament? Clean and unclean food. The Sabbath is in the Old Testament. So they'll use the Old Testament when it benefits them. We're telling you, even if you're not giving it to a church, that's okay, brothers and sisters. But use it in a pious, charitable way, brothers and sisters. That will guarantee your success. And we're going to prove that. We're going to go to Proverbs uh, chapter 11. We're going to read 24 through 26, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. Proverbs 11 and 24. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth, and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but is tended to poverty. Look at this, brothers and sisters. There is one who is very liberal, <laughs> yet he keeps, he continues to increase. And there's one that withholdeth uh, or, uh, you know, is, is very closed fist. <laughs> More than is meat. That means more than is necessary. But he continues to stay impoverished. Look at this, brothers and sisters. So it's telling you generous people usually uh, end up (laughs) increasing. While those who are what they call stingy usually always are impoverished. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 24. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat. But it's tended to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat. See, those who give liberally. And he that water and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Mm. He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him. But blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. Brothers and sisters, by paying to the most high what we owe him, he rewards us in blessings. Brothers and sisters, the man who gives bountifully loses nothing by his gifts, but gains much. <laughs> That's what this is showing us. Or the one who gives away still grows richer. Another keeps what he should give and is poor. Brothers and sisters. See, this is financial tips you couldn't find in, in, in Stanford. Brothers and sisters. These are principles. These are na- uh Natural principles, brothers and sisters. See, this don't have anything to do with religion. This is how the world operates on laws. If you do these things, you are guaranteed success financially, brothers and sisters. We're going to have Brother Corey read that from top to bottom one more time, and we're going to move on. Proverbs 11 and 24. There is that scattered and yet increaseth, and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it it tended to poverty. So those who are closed fists are often brought to beggary. Verse 25. The liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that watereth shall be watered also himself. He that, withhold, that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him. But blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. That's key, brothers and sisters. We have to become um, charitable. 
brothers and sisters. And the key thing is we, of course, we don't have, everybody don't have it like that. But that's the whole point is that you possibly could have been using this for something else. I actually did want to use this to go out to eat tonight. But you know what? I'm going to give it to this brother. <laughs> See, we're the children of Israel, brothers and sisters. And there's a financial uh, blessing that come with operating in that fashion. Remember, if you follow the law, he guarantees prosperity and success. Good success, that is, brothers and sisters. So now he's showing us part of the manual that's telling us, okay, follow this, do this to avoid what? To avoid poverty, brothers and sisters. This is key information. We need our brothers and sisters to, to really document, to really take this down. This is going to help us out tremendously, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Proverbs. We're going to stick in the same book, chapter 16. We're going to have Brother Corey read verse 18, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. Proverbs 16 and 18. Pride goeth before destruction, and an haughty spirit before a fall. Here it is again. He's telling us about success, brothers and sisters. Pride is an enemy to godly success. See, now he's telling you how to be successful and how to be, you know, to be brought down low, brothers and sisters. See, everything is here in the manual. Could you read that again, brother? Verse 18. Pride goeth before destruction, and in haughty spirit before a fall. So, brothers and sisters, pride will always be the longest distance between you and success. That's key. Humble yourself and put your pride in your pocket, brothers and sisters. Why? Because pride will paralyze you on the path to success. We always tell sisters, sisters, if a brother out there is interested in you and uh, he's dealing with some level of pride, stay away from that brother because he's showing you his financial future. It's telling you pride go before destruction. Destruction is the opposite of, of success, brothers and sisters. So if you guys, if there's a brother pursuing you and he's dealing with that, stay away, sister. <laughs> stay away. The Bible is giving you the information to be successful, brothers and sisters. It's on it's on us to do what? To apply what we're learning here. Put it to the test. See? Tell God what he said. Hold him accountable. He loves that. Hold God accountable. I do. He loves it. Father, you said if I did this, this would happen. <laughs> he loves that, brothers and sisters. Why? Because he is God. He does everything he says. Everything he tells us works. Nothing that he says comes back to him void. His word is too powerful, brothers and sisters. There's a reason why he allowed this information to be documented and preserved up until this time because he wants his children to understand this information, brothers and sisters. The fact that we're able to read this thousands of years after it was initially penned <laughs> that was not coincidence, brothers and sisters. Pride will go before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. The best way or the quickest way up is to get down, brothers and sisters. Always remember this. These are the tenets of success. Brother Corey, let's go to um, let's go to first Samuel, brother. 
Going to 1 Samuel 16 and 7. And today's lesson is success is predictable, brothers and sisters. 1 Samuel 16 verse 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on his height, or his stature, because I have refused him, for the Lord seeth not as a man seeth. For what, brother? For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh upon the heart. See, the heart. Look at that, brothers and sisters. Why? Why we go here? Because we're talking about pride, brothers and sisters. <laughs> See, most people would say, well, how do pride have anything to do with my success? Because he said it does, <laughs> brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on his height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. But the Most High looketh on the heart. So he who sees himself through carnal eyes is in imminent danger of making fatal mistakes, brothers and sisters. See, this what we're learning here, brothers and sisters, is success is spiritual, brothers and sisters. It's spiritual. If the spirit is right, if the obedience is there, if the application is there, that's what the Most High is looking for, brothers and sisters. Why? Because another brother may say, well, no, the only thing I have to do is work three jobs, uh, every day, you know, for three years for, you know, 10 hours a day and I'll have success. No, it's not something carnal that you can add up in your mind to say, well, I'll get success if I just do this. No, it don't work like that. It don't work like that because the most high will put a roadblock in front of your success, even though you're doing everything logically that should guarantee success. Brothers and sisters, his eye is upon your thoughts and your thinking, brothers and sisters. His eye is upon your reason and your reasoning, brothers and sisters. So don't think that pride will go, you know, unnoticed, brothers and sisters. Yes, pride is something that, you know, I can't look at a brother and say, you know, well, he's prideful or a sister. But the most high see it, brothers and sisters. So if pride is there, you better put that in your pocket, brothers and sisters, because that is going to weigh you down from being exalted. It's like sandbags in your pockets, brothers and sisters. Brother Court, let's go to Luke 8 and 17 to magnify this point of pride. We're going to the gospel, brothers and sisters. Luke chapter 8, verse 17. Luke 8 and 17. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come, come abroad. Brothers and sisters, our spiritual life will manifest in our physical life. He's showing us. He's telling us that. Could you read that one more time? Verse 17. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. That's the key right there. That shall not be revealed or made manifest. Neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. Look at that. Your spiritual discipline or lack thereof will be manifested in your physical discipline or lack thereof, brothers and sisters. So we're learning something here. We're learning that spiritual insubordination will be shown in physical results, brothers and sisters. So what does that mean? 
That means never blame a person for our circumstances because our circumstances are a direct derivative from my decisions. I know that hurts. <laughs> I know that hurts because we're in the age of it's always somebody else's fault. I'm the victim. Doesn't operate like that, brothers and sisters. The world doesn't work that way. The Bible is telling you, you control your success. If you follow what I'm telling you, you're responsible for that. Because we always look for someone to blame. It's, well, they didn't like me. Well, I grew up poor. If I only didn't grow up in this area. We're always looking for an excuse. He's saying, no, there is no excuse. I don't care how much, where you were born at, what type of education you have. You can be successful if you apply the, the information that you can find in scriptures down to the minutia, brothers and sisters, all of it. Including the things you think are small. You apply everything you can find, brothers and sisters, and it will guarantee prosperity. Guarantee good success, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's go to um, let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 4, brother. This is something critical here, brothers and sisters, because why? We're going through the tenets of success, brothers and sisters, how to be successful. There's certain principles that we ought to learn, brothers and sisters. Certain principles we ought to learn. Brothers and sisters, follow us. We're at Genesis chapter 2. We're going to read 4 through 7. Because why? Success is predictable, brothers and sisters. And there's a couple tenets. There's a couple principles that if you apply, guarantee success. Success will be imminent, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you something here. Pay attention to this closely. We're going back to the beginning. Genesis 2 verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created. And the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. And what brother? And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. Read that part again. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground. Look at that, brothers and sisters. It says every plant of the field before it was in the earth. Every herb before it grew. Why? The Most High did not allow it to rain. Why? There was not a man to till the ground. So, Essentially, what it's saying is the most high was withholding growth, holding back pros, uh, progress, stopping development, brothers and sisters. Re could you read that one more time, brother? Verse five. Verse five. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was, a, was not a man to till the ground. Now, this is key. Brothers and sisters, he didn't allow anything to develop or progress because he was lacking management. Brothers and sisters, the next tenet that we're going to learn is about management. Brothers and sisters, management. Because why? You must, you must implement management into our life, brothers and sisters, into our daily life in order for success. Because it's showing you here the most high 
did not allow it to grow. He didn't allow anything to grow. Why? Because there was no man to manage it, brothers and sisters. God will never give you what you pray for, only what you can manage, brothers and sisters. Are you seeing this clearly? He didn't allow anything to grow. Why? Because there was no man to manage it. There was no man to till the ground, brothers and sisters. This is very, very critical. Management is the principle that we are now going to attack. Let's start at verse 4 again, brother, please. Genesis 2 and 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. See? So this is very critical, brothers and sisters. He did not allow anything to develop because he was lacking management. The Most High will never give me or you, any of us, what we pray for, only what we can manage. He will never answer a prayer requested by someone who is a bad manager, brothers and sisters. The Most High protects his resources from bad management. So this is, this is critical, brothers and sisters. This is very, very critical management. You must prepare for what you're praying for. Brothers and sisters, prepare for what you're praying for. Prepare for what you're praying for. That should be ingrained into your mind. Because a lot of us are praying for things that we haven't prepared for. The Most High will never give you what you prayed for. Only what you can manage, brothers and sisters. That's the principle we're going to deal with in this segment of our uh, broadcast, brothers and sisters. He did not allow it to grow. He did not allow it to rain. Why? Because there was no man to manage what grew, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. Prepare for what you're praying for. Brother Corey, let's go to Proverbs 24 and 27 to magnify uh, this management principle. This preparation principle. Proverbs 24 and 27. Proverbs 24 and 27. Prepare thy work without. Do what, brother? Prepare thy work without, and make it fit for thyself in the field, and afterwards build thine house. Look at that. Prepare thy work without. See? Earn it before you get it. How do you earn it? Through preparation, brothers and sisters. See? Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 27. Prepare thy work without, and make it fit for thyself in the field. And afterwards, build thine house. Mm. <laughs> Prepare thy work without. See, I always tell young brothers this. Whatever you are praying for, brother, you need to start preparing for it to show the Most High that you can handle this. This scripture tells us, get a life before a wife. Establish your profession before buying a house. Get a real job before buying a truck. Have a source of income before you take on more. Why necessities come before comforts. It said, prepare thy work without. Make fit for thyself in the field, which means have income. And afterwards, build your house. This is not saying a physical house. This is a family. <laughs> it, it's a physical house also, but it means a household. So you tell young brother, listen, young brother. <laughs> okay. Find your purpose. All right. Find some income. Okay. Start working on that because a lot of us, we go straight to having a woman. 
This is the first thing we want to do. 17, 18 years old. It's like, brother, I mean, first, you don't need to be worried about a wife. You need to be worried about work, brother. Get some level of some type of income, okay? That's critical because the first thing he gave man was work, not a wife. And that's I tell brothers that. Brothers who are looking for, you know, looking for a woman, uh, looking for a wife or something like that. The most first thing he gave man was work. <laughs> okay? So you must have a source of income. But this principle is much bigger than just speaking of a wife. Because he's saying prepare thy work without. This this principle fits anywhere, brothers and sisters. Whatever it is that you are praying for, prepare yourself for it now. If a brother is praying for a new car, guess what? He have to make sure his old car is taken care of. Make sure it's clean. Make sure you're getting the oils changed and the, 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 the fluids changed, the, the, the tune-up. See? Prepare. Show me you can handle this. <laughs> See? That's critical, brothers and sisters. Why? He didn't allow anything to grow because he didn't have management. He will not answer a prayer that you are not prepared to uh, receive, brothers and sisters. Prepare thy work without before I ever had an opportunity, the Most High gave, um, allowed me to teach the Word. Many years went into just studying, brothers and sisters, and spending thousands of dollars on literature. It was preparation. He was not going to allow me to stand before you without preparing for years. If you want to help your people, go prepare. Go study. Go buy the books. <laughs> go read. See, brothers and sisters, prepare thy work without can you read that one more time, brother? <clears throat> Verse 27. Prepare thy work without, and make it fit for thyself in the field, and afterwards build thine house. And we're just talking about the principle here. We're not even talking about marriage, and even though this is talking about building a house and a family, it's the principle that stands, brothers and sisters. What we're learning is that an answered prayer is regulated by your capacity to manage. He regulates his answer according to what you can manage, brothers and sisters. So I always tell brothers and sisters, never pray beyond your management. Prepare for what you're praying for. Because if you don't have the ability to manage what you're praying for, you will never receive it, brothers and sisters. This is critical because it's, it's, it, this is vitally important to success for the Most High to bless you, brothers and sisters. If you can't handle, you know, if you can't give him his piece of $100, he's not giving you $100,000. <laughs> Prepare yourself without, brothers and sisters. See, many of us just want him to drop, drop a blessing down, you know, into our lap without us showing the preparation that we can handle what it is we're praying for, brothers and sisters. If a sister is looking for a husband, I say, okay, sister, well... You know, you have to start preparing for that sister. Prepare. That means get used to speaking less and listening. Get used to submitting, sister. <laughs> See? Prepare yourself. Prepare all that. If a brother looking for a wife, well, listen, brother, work on controlling yourself. Because you're asking for another body and you're having a hard time controlling your body. <laughs> See? See, stay away from the pornography, stay away from the pork, stay away from the breaking the Sabbath. You're having a hard enough time controlling yourself, brother, and you want another body to control? Prepare thy work without. 
The principle here is management, brothers and sisters. Prepare for what you're praying for, brothers and sisters. Why? Because he regulates answered prayers based on what you can manage, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you this. He, if you don't have the ability to manage what you're praying for, you will never receive it, brothers and sisters. I, I really hope you're documenting the scriptures that are coming out. Brother Corey, let's go to Elisha, brother. Let's go to let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Look at this, brothers and sisters. Because why? We're talking about management. We're talking about him, him answering prayers based on what we can handle. 2 Kings 4 and 1. 2 Kings 4, verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Now, this sister had two sons that were getting ready to be made slaves because she owed a creditor. Verse 2, And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy, in thy house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. So he said, what, I mean, what shall I do for you? Tell me, you know, what you have in your house. She said, I don't really have much. I got some olive oil, which that was common during this time. Verse 3. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. So look at this. He said, okay, you have oil. This is what I need you to do. I need you to go grab some jars from everywhere you can. Grab jars, empty jars, empty jars from everywhere you can find them. It says, borrow not a few. Get as many as you can. Get as many empty vessels as you possibly can. Verse 4. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons. And shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So he said, once you get these empty vessels, I want you to take your little jar of oil and pour it into these vessels. Verse 5. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. Now she, uh, she has all these jars now, brothers and sisters. And now she's beginning to do what Elisha instructed her. Could you read five one more time, brother? Verse five. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full. And what, brother? And it came to pass when the vessels were full, that she said unto her sons, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. And what? And the oil stayed. Look at this, brothers and sisters. When it says the oil stayed, the oil stopped. <laughs> it says, and it came to pass when all the vessels were full. She asked her son, bring me another one. He said, there is no more. The oil stayed. So this is showing you what? God will keep from you what you're unable to manage. What was the first thing Elisha told her to do? He said, get as many vessels as you can. <laughs> and as soon as she no longer had the capacity to manage the oil, it stopped. Brothers and sisters, as soon as her capacity of jars was used up, the oil ceased to flow. Brothers and sisters, 
The oil stopped multiplying when she no longer had the capacity to capture it in the jars. Brothers and sisters, as your capacity increases, so does the blessing in your life, brothers and sisters. This is vital. We just saw a miracle of multiplication here. The first thing he told her to do was get as many vessels as you can. Why? Because he understood management. The Most High will not bless you beyond what you can manage. She took her little jar and poured it into these bigger vessels, as many, and then it just kept coming out. It was a miracle. It just kept coming out. But the second that her vessels uh, were full and she had no more vessels to utilize, the oil stayed. It stopped. Brothers and sisters, prepare for what you're praying for. Prepare for what you're praying for. Prepare for what you're praying for. This is critical information here, brothers and sisters. See, he's telling us how to be successful. He said the answers are in this book. Prepare for whatever it is you're praying for. Because if you cannot manage it, I will not give it to you. You will be frustrated. Whatever it is, brothers and sisters, you start preparing for it. Because he answers, you know, prayers based on management. Remember, Genesis said he didn't allow anything to grow on the earth because he didn't have a manager. Here we are in 2 Kings, Elisha told her to get as many vessels as you can because he understood. <laughs> he understood when you no longer have capacity, the Most High stops, uh, stops progress. He stops growth. See something? You see this here, brothers and sisters? This is vital information. This is a wealth of knowledge, brothers and sisters. And we're going to show you that this principle works both ways. He will not give you more than you can handle. Let's magnify that point. Brother Corey, let's go to 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, brother. He will never give you what you cannot manage. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. What did that say, brother? There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. Who what, brother? Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. <laughs> Look at that, brothers and sisters. He will not allow you to be tempted, tempted above what you're able. <laughs> so the context is different, but the concept is the same. The principle remained the same, no matter the topic. That's what a principle is. See? Who will not suffer you to be tempted Above that ye are able. He will not put on you anything you cannot manage. Brothers and sisters. That's a blessing or that's adversity. To show you that the principle stays the same. The most important thing are principles. Because principles work. No matter the situation or the circumstance. Brothers and sisters. No matter the context. The concept stands. Could you read that one more time brother? Verse 13, <clears throat> there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. The point we wanted to focus in on is that he will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, brothers and sisters. 
See? So he will keep away from you what you cannot manage, good or bad. Now, of course, we always think we can manage what we're praying for, but it don't work like that, <laughs> brothers and sisters. You have to prepare for it because it's the preparation that lets him know you're serious about it. The opportunity is not going to come knock on your door. You must show him something first, brothers and sisters. Whatever you are praying for, you must prepare for it to show him that you're serious and that you will be able to manage it, brothers and sisters. I don't care if that's a relationship, whether you want to have your own business, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, brothers and sisters. Whatever you are praying for, you better prepare for it. This is hidden knowledge here, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's go to Luke. Let's go to the gospel. We're going to go to Luke chapter 5. We're going to read, uh, we're going to start at verse 1. We'll read all the way through verse 6, brother. Luke 5, verse 1. And it came to pass... That as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down. And taught the people out of the ship. And did what, brother? And he taught the people out of the ship. This is key because Christ always teaches before he blesses. Verse 4. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering him said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. We've been working all night and we haven't received anything. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. Read six one more time, brother. Verse six. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. Look at this, brothers and sisters. The manifestation came into their lives once they understood, allowing them to increase their capacity for God's blessing. See, he taught them. <laughs> and the evidence of your comprehension will be the alteration in your behavior. So they comprehended because after he taught them, he said, throw out your net. What was his response? Well, we've been out here all night and we haven't taken anything. Nevertheless, <laughs> that's a beautiful word right there. Nevertheless, 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 no matter what I think, nevertheless, I'll do what you said. <laughs> See, brothers and sisters, not only is he looking for your comprehension, but application. A brother may comprehend everything we're going into right now. If you don't apply it, none of this will work. He taught Simon first and then blessed him. See, this information is critical, brothers and sisters, because you don't have time to waste. You want success? The manual is before you. Brothers and sisters, you want answered prayers? Preparation will get you those answered prayers. See, this isn't mystical. It's not nebulous, brothers and sisters. It's very simple. It's very simple. Now, brother may say, well, I'm not going to manage nothing. <laughs> I'm going to get it my way. Okay. Remember. Remember what the scripture said. Wisdom takes less strength. 
So you can accomplish things with less strength <laughs> without using, uh, you know, you, you can accomplish more with wisdom than you can with strength, brothers and sisters. Simon, they they received such a blessing, the nets broke, brothers and sisters. But it was only once they applied what Christ had just taught them. Once he made sure their comprehension was understood based on their obedience, then the blessing came, brothers and sisters. This is critical. This here was critical, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. Let's go to Matthew 7 and 24, Brother Corey. I'm sticking to the gospel here. Matthew 7 and 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these, these sayings of mine and doeth them. And what? And doeth them. I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, and what? And doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon sand. This is critical, brothers and sisters, because it's our practices that determine whether God believes we comprehend or not. Comprehension devoid of application is worthless. Brothers and sisters, let's read verse, read verse 24 one more time, brother. Verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. See, that's key. It's not good enough just to hear it, brothers and sisters. You must apply it. Once you apply it, now you open up the door for success. So that's critical, brothers and sisters. Knowledge is to know Wisdom is application of what you know, brothers and sisters. See, built his house upon a rock. That's a life, <laughs> brothers and sisters. We are each building a life. The proper foundation of that life is the application of his principles, brothers and sisters. True conviction and commitment is manifested in conduct. Because we're good hearers. We, we, I've, I remember... Sitting in Christian church, people saying, I drove from 45 minutes to hear the word. I drove from two counties over to hear the word. We love to hear the word. What about applying it, though? <laughs> That's the most important part, application. See? Knowledge is just to know. Wisdom is application of what you know, brothers and sisters. That's critical. See? So you can have the toolbox, which is knowledge. The knowledge is toolbox, is the toolbox. Wisdom is how to utilize what's in the toolbox, brothers and sisters. <laughs> you can't use a screwdriver for what needs a hammer. That's wisdom, brothers and sisters. How to operate using every tool in the toolbox. You have the knowledge, you have the toolbox. You need the wisdom on how to utilize the tools in the box, brothers and sisters. This is critical. This is vital. Brother Corey, let's jump to James, brother. We're going to go to James. New Testament, brothers and sisters. We're going to James 2 and 26. James 2 and 26. 
Whereas the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without work is dead also. See, that's key. Genuine faith naturally leads to participation in good works, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is so, dead also. <laughs> he said, so faith without works is dead also. <laughs> so brothers and sisters, if you authentically believe his instruction, why would you not capitulate? See, legitimate faith produces good works, brothers and sisters. If you believe what we're going over today, what reason would you have not to apply this? That's the key. You must apply it, brothers and sisters. It's not good enough to just know it, to hear it. <laughs> okay? That's not good enough, brothers and sisters. It only benefits you if you apply it, brothers and sisters. Further proof. Let's go to Numbers, brother. Let's go to Numbers 20 and 7 because disobedience, brothers and sisters, is... um. It's evidence of a lack of faith, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you that. Numbers 20, verse 7. This is, this is, this is vital here, brothers and sisters. This is during uh, when Moses, when our people was in the wilderness and our people was murmuring and complaining because they were thirsty and Moses struck the rock. Verse 7. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod. And gather thou the assembly together, thou and, the, and Aaron thy brothers, or and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes. And do what, brother? And speak ye unto the rock before their eyes. So he told Moses and Aaron to, to uh, speak to this rock. And it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord, and he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote, he smote the rock twice. Read that part one more time, brother. Verse 11. And Moses lifted up his hand. And with his rod, he smote the rock twice. So he struck the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank. And their beasts also. Now this is critical because the Most High said, speak to the rock. He struck the rock, brothers and sisters. What's vital, what's, what we need clarity on is what verse 12 is going to show us, brothers and sisters. Verse 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, because ye believe me not. To sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Read, read that again, brother. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron. Because ye believe me not. Because ye believe me not. To sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given you. This is key, brothers and sisters. He said, because ye believe me not. To show, to show us that what disobedience means you don't believe them. Brothers and sisters, unbelief results in disobedience. Every act of disobedience is rooted in unbelief, brothers and sisters, according to Numbers 20 and 12. 
because ye believed me not. Why? Because if you believed what he said, you would have followed what he said. <laughs> See, brothers and sisters, un unbelief and disobedience are directly linked, brothers and sisters. So unless faith motivates a person to obedience, it is not faith. So neglecting our spiritual priorities is an indication of the condition of our belief system, brothers and sisters. And why are we saying that? Because we're learning a lot of information today. And if you don't apply it, that's showing you that you do not have faith. You do not believe, brothers and sisters. Why? Because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given. <laughs> so look at that. He's saying you knew better. So guess what? The children of Israel, they were complaining and he kept forgiving them. Moses, he knew better though. He said, you're too close to me. Now you're not getting in the promised land based on this. The rest of the children of Israel were sinning every chance they got and the most I forgave them. But Moses, he said, you knew better, Moses. You were too close to me and because ye believed me not. That's the critical piece, brothers and sisters. To show you that disobedience is evidence of a lack of faith, brothers and sisters. That's a lack of faith. So if we don't apply what we're learning here today, that shows you don't have faith in the Most High. And the New Testament tells us what? It's impossible to please Him without faith. It's impossible, brothers and sisters. Jot that down, Numbers 20 and 12, because ye believed me not. To show you that disobedience is directly linked and rooted in unbelief. Brothers and sisters. We're going to go to, um, we're going to go to James chapter 2 verse 20. We're talking about application of what we're learning. James 2 verse 20. But wilt thou know, O vain man. That faith without works is dead. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? So he's showing you that works matters. It's because why? If you have faith, it should be shown in your works. If you believe what you're reading, what you're learning, then it should be evident in your behavior. Verse 22. See thou how faith wrought with his works and by works was faith made perfect. Look at that. <laughs> See how his faith worked in conjunction with the works. And by the works, the faith was made perfect. Verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God. And it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. He was what, brother? He was called the friend of God. Now, look at that. That is a... Brothers and sisters, that is glorious. That Abraham was called a friend of God. That's a wonderful title, brothers and sisters. That is a wonderful title. To be called a friend of God, brothers and sisters, is showing you that what? Abraham had faith and it was shown in his works, brothers and sisters. So this is very critical. You can sit here and listen to this and read the Bible every day. If you don't apply it, you will not have success. 
You will not, because it's not about reading it. It's about applying it, brothers and sisters. It tells you that Abraham, well, well, I'll have Brother Corey read it one more time. Verse 23. Verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. He was called the friend of God. That's critical because that's his status we would like to obtain. Brothers and sisters, how do we obtain that status? Friendship with God. We have to go into the gospel to find the answer. And that's John chapter 15, verse 14. Brothers and sisters, please follow us to John. John 15, verse 14. Ye are my friends. If ye do whatsoever I command you. What did that say, brother? Ye are my friends. If ye do whatsoever I command you. Obedience is the foundation of friendship with God, brothers and sisters. Compliance gives us the privilege to enjoy friendship with the Most High, brothers and sisters. See? So you have to apply what you're learning. Could you read that one more time? Verse 14. Ye are my friends. If ye do whatsoever I command you. This is very powerful, brothers and sisters, because it said that Abraham was a friend of God. Why? <laughs> Not because he had faith only, but because his works validated his faith, brothers and sisters. So friendship with the Most High begins with conformity to his instruction, brothers and sisters. Friendship with God requires submission. See? Because why Christians say, well, no, you're not saved by works. You're saved by faith. Yeah, you are. <laughs> faith and works, though. Because if you have faith and you believe in Christ, wouldn't you do what he said? <laughs> See, they think that as long as I say, you know, I accept Christ with my mouth, that's all I need to do. <laughs> that's the scripture they pull out. You know, whoever confess with their mouth is saved. <laughs> How, I mean... Come on now. That's childish, brothers and sisters. You think the only thing you need to do is say, yeah, I believe in Jesus and you're going to heaven? Come on now. Seriously, we, we got to wisen up here, brothers and sisters. We really got to smarten up here. Satan is just, he, he's beating us down, brothers and sisters, taking our courage, taking our wisdom, taking our knowledge, and we're just, we are open. <laughs> we're just open, brothers and sisters. We're just unprotected. Ye are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Friendship begins with conformity to his instruction, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Ecclesiasticus chapter 6 verse 7 to magnify this point here. Ecclesiasticus chapter 6, we're going to read verse 7, brother. Ecclesiasticus 6 verse 7. If thou wouldest get a friend... Prove him first and be not hasty to credit him. Mm. Look at that, brothers and sisters. The Most High will not give you credit for something you have not shown ability to manage. See? So it doesn't matter if you say you understand. Prove that you understand. Be not hasty to credit him. <laughs> Why? Because anything we pray for, we think we can handle. It's like, well, you know, that's what you think. Prove it. You're not my friend until you prove it to me first. And I'm not hasty to credit you. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 7. 
If thou wouldest get a friend, prove him first, and be not hasty to credit him. For some man is a friend for his own occasion, and will not abide in the day of trouble. <laughs> now this is key, <laughs> brothers and sisters. It says, if you should get a friend, prove him first, be not hasty to credit him. So the Most High is saying we must prove that we're going to be a friend to him before he credit us. And it's saying you, some people are just a friend for his own occasion and will not abide in the day of trouble, which means what? <laughs> that means some of us will try to manipulate God, brothers and sisters, to get what we want. <laughs> See? But when things get rough, when things get tough, nowhere to be found. We're going to show you, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 11 and 25, brother. Look at this closely. Brothers and sisters. Ecclesiastes 11 and 25. In the day of prosperity, there is a forgetfulness of affliction. And in the day of affliction, there is no more remembrance of prosperity. See, he's telling us some of us can't be trusted with success. <laughs> See, when it, some is... A friend for his own occasion. But when it gets hard, and when we say hard, when you have prosperity, it gets harder to follow because you're having prosperity, brothers and sisters. See, that's what we meant when we're saying when it gets hard. <laughs> Read that one more time, please, brother. Verse 25. In the day of prosperity, there is a forgetfulness of affliction. And in the day of affliction, there is no more remembrance of prosperity. Look at that, brothers and sisters. How does he know he can trust us with success? If you can't be trusted with trouble, you certainly can't be trusted with success, brothers and sisters. And that's that's crystal clear. We learn we learn a myriad of principles about preparing for what we pray for, management, about uh, implementing his instruction manual, about putting pride in our pocket about giving our first to the most high. These are all principles of success here. We're learning today, brothers and sisters. He's saying you must apply. Show me that you understand. Don't tell me you understand. Show me. If you want to be my friend, submit to me, acquiesce to me. Then I'll give you credit, but not before then, brothers and sisters. It's not about what you're saying out of your mouth. It's what have you shown him? What have you done, brothers and sisters? He's not interested in what's coming out of our mouth. He's interested in our behavior, our actions, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Luke, brother. Um, Luke 16 and 10, brother Corey. Check this out, brothers and sisters. One of the most powerful scriptures in the gospel. Luke 16, verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. See, this is his principle when administering success, brothers and sisters. Our world is governed by laws, brothers and sisters. Whether a law is obeyed or infringed, there will be consequences. So once you learn the laws of life, life becomes your servant. He's saying, in order to prove yourself to me, 
be faithful in what you already have. <laughs> and when you prove to me what, what you already have, I'll give you more. See, brothers and sisters, that's how the world operates. Now, you may not agree with that. <laughs> you may say, well, nah, I I'm not going to show you right now. I'll get it on my own. I had one brother tell me, well, yeah, I'm thinking about getting, you know, two and three jobs. I'm like, for what, brother? <laughs> for what? If you need two and three jobs, that means you're mismanaging somewhere, brother. And instead of managing properly, you'll say, well, no, nah, you know what? Instead of managing properly, let me go get three and four jobs. Let me work seven days a week, 365. Why? Because you're mismanaging and you don't want to correct that? Read that one more time, please, brother. Verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. This is how he operates, brothers and sisters. He's telling you, show me with what you already have in the least. And I will give you more. Because why? If you're unprofitable in the least, you'll be unprofitable in the much, brothers and sisters. And I always tell brothers, whatever it is you are praying for, show him now. Prepare now, brother. Okay? If you're praying for a wife or whatever the case may be, give the Most High his obedience and submission now. Give him his time now. Give him his money now. Because guess what? You're going to have less time and money when you find a wife. So if you're not giving it to him now, you're not going to give it to him when you find a wife. <laughs> See, these, these are the keys here, brothers and sisters. These are the keys right here. This is what he's looking for. <laughs> this is what he's looking for. Brothers and sisters. And we're just talking about the principle here. Brothers say, well, yeah, actually, I'm going to be more committed. I'm going to be more dedicated when I find. It's like, no, you're not, brother. You're fooling yourself. And the most high is not going for it. Because if you're unfaithful in the least, you're, you'll be unfaithful in the much. If you can't give him a little piece of it, when you get $1,000, you, you're definitely not going to do it when you get 100000 doesn't work that way. The Most High doesn't believe you. You need more people. This is how it works, brothers and sisters. Now, a brother or a sister may not agree with this. You say, well, I really should, you know, I really shouldn't have to deal with this. I should just be able to get what I'm praying for. Yeah, well, you know, it, don't it doesn't work like that. No matter how you feel, <laughs> okay? So it would behoove you to do what? Learn the laws and operate with that. See, now I may go to the gas station and gas may be three fifteen. I may say, well, I, I don't agree with this. It could be two fifteen, but guess what? I'm going to get, I'm going to pay three fifteen in order to accomplish what I need, which is gas. <laughs> See, many of us, it's hard to get over ourselves, and anything we don't agree with, we just don't do. That's not an option. Who told you that was an option <laughs> to, to, to when you don't agree? You just, you become insubordinate. We really got to get over ourselves, brothers and sisters. We really think too highly of ourselves. He's giving you clear instruction and direction for success. Why? Because his name is on you. He needs you to be successful. But you're only going to obtain success his way. We want to do it our way. And it's not going to happen, brothers and sisters. I'm sorry to tell you. It just, it just doesn't work like that. Brother Corey, let's go to um, 
Let's go to Colossians 3 and 23, brother. Follow us, brothers and sisters. We're standing in the New Testament. Colossians 3 and 23. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Look at that, brothers and sisters. I really need you to look at that closely. Could you read those two scriptures again, brother? Verse 23. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. That's key. Whatever you do, do heartily to the Most High and not unto men. Why? Because it's your current behavior that acts as an indication to him whether you deserve future success. <laughs> See, you need to do it now, brothers and sisters. Even if you don't have whatever it is, operate and function as if you're doing it to the most high, brothers and sisters. Prepare thy work without. Could you read those two again, brother, please? Verse 23. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Christ. That's critical, brothers and sisters. So it's telling us, do everything that do everything as if we're doing it for the most high, brothers and sisters. Be responsible. Be good managers. Because management will always attract his resources, brothers and sisters. And this is this scripture is showing us that the longest way to success is a shortcut. And a shortcut means means you're violating laws, brothers and sisters. That's critical. We're learning here that it's what I do spiritually that will assist in accomplishing what I want physically. See, brothers and sisters, we think so carnally. He's saying it's actually something spiritual. Be faithful in, in the least, and I know that you'll be faithful in much. Manage properly. Prepare for what you're praying for. See, we don't want to do nothing. We think God is a sugar daddy that just dropped down candy canes and blessings from the sky. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to acquiesce to nothing. He's saying you are going to have a hard life. I'm telling you how to get success for me. He's not going to compromise. He got, he got to the end of time. You don't, brothers and sisters. So I really hope that even whether a brother or sister agree with this, I really pray that they apply this because you're only hurting yourself. <laughs> a lot of us, we get angry with God. He's like, I mean, you know, heaven will still exist even though you have an attitude. We think too highly of ourselves. The most high is not going to go bankrupt because you have an attitude. Let's go to Proverbs, brother, 14 and 12. We're almost done here, brothers and sisters. Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. What did that say? There is a way that seemeth, seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Look at that. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but what, brother? But in the end thereof are the ways of death. Only we believe you can do the wrong thing and get the right results, brothers and sisters. 
Don't overutilize grace because the use of unforced grace is going to is not going to rather bring success. So we're showing you some keys here, brothers and sisters. Okay, it says there's a way that seemed right to a man or to a woman, but the end of it is death. And one of those things that we do is try to use grace, brothers and sisters. Do not overutilize grace because unforced grace, unforced error is never going to bring you success. In fact, it's going to act as a repellent to success, brothers and sisters. If you overdose on grace, success will run from you, brothers and sisters. So, yes, you do have grace, but understand utilization of grace never brings success because it took you to use grace to get it. If you're using grace, that means you're not following the law. (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there, brothers and sisters. You don't need grace if you're following the law. Can you read that one more time, brethren? Verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Right. So grace abused is the enemy to success, brothers and sisters. Grace used for convenience is evil. I'm just going to be clear. Because a lot of us use grace for our convenience. That's not what grace is supposed to be used for, brothers and sisters. And you're going to have a hard time obtaining success. Success will, you will find success very evasive. Very elusive, brothers and sisters, if you continue to abuse grace like Christians do. I say, well, you know, Leviticus say unclean foods, pork, crab, shrimp, lobster. No, we got grace for that. Grace don't mean break the law on purpose. (laughs) Okay, grace means if, you know, if I ate it and I didn't know it was in the meal, then that's what grace is for. Grace is for the Sabbath when you're obligated to work or you lose your job. Not for you to say, well, you know what, uh, I didn't work that much this week. I need a little extra money. I'm going to go ahead and work on Saturday. Like, what? You won't go in to work on Saturday. You don't have that option, brother. If, if that was the case, if you could just follow laws when, <laughs> when it's convenient for you, I mean, what is that? What is that? Brothers and sisters. Success is predictable, brothers and sisters. Success is predictable. We've had a wealth of knowledge that the Bible has um, has shown us today. And if we apply it, success is imminent, brothers and sisters. We're going to go through our last few scriptures and we're going to close out. We're going to Psalms chapter 127. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Success is predictable. We're going to read verse 1 and 2. Psalms 127 verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, thy labor is in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Can you read that one more time, brother? Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows. For he, for so he giveth his, he, his beloved sleep. Brothers and sisters, the idea is that we are entirely dependent on the Most High. If the Most High does not give us success, 
it will all be in vain. Everything you're doing, all this extra working. (laughs) That's what I I try to show, brothers. All this extra stuff you're doing, if the Mosai is not going to bless it, you are wasting life, brother. Read that one more time, brother, from the top, please. Verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. That means all that work for nothing. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wake it, but in vain. What you're trying to protect or accomplish is in vain if the Most High don't allow it. Verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. See, so look at this. All this extra overthinking and overworking that you're doing is vanity. If the Most High don't give it. This scripture is crystal clear. If the Most High doesn't bless man's endeavors, it will be in vain. And since we're learning that only he can bless it, you have to follow him. <laughs> That's why we brought this out, brothers and sisters. Yeah, success is predictable, but you can only get it the way he's allowing. That's for me and Brother Corey also. We're following this too, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's go to Psalms 75 and 6, brother. We're showing you the most high is responsible for success. You can't do what you want to do and get success. The Only the manufacturer knows how to or how the product should properly function in order to obtain success. Psalms 75 verse 6. For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He put it down one and set it set it up another. Mm. Brothers and sisters, success does not depend on any Natural advantages. Promotional advancement proceeds from God alone. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 6. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He put it down one and set it up another. We must look upward to advance ourselves, brothers and sisters. What we're seeing here is the prophet here furnishes an admirable remedy for correcting pride. <laughs> Listen, he said promotion don't come from the east or from the west or from the south. It come from the most high. <laughs> he'll lay you down. He'll lift you up. Why are we bringing this up? Because success comes from the most high. And he's telling you in order to be successful, use my manual. <laughs> See, use my manual and you will have success. This is predictable here. Let's go to let's go to First Chronicles, brother, twenty nine and twelve. We're wrapping it up here. Success come from the Most High. First Chronicles twenty nine verse twelve. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Success is not on our own merits, nor our diligence in industry, but to the providence of the Most High, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 12. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, 
and in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. All blessings and success come from God alone, brothers and sisters. We are never self-sufficient and always need to realize our reliance upon him. Why are we bringing this up? Because if he's the one who dictates who's successful, that means he's the one who can tell me how to obtain success. I don't care what any other God has to say, what any other book has to say, because why? Especially men, they, they, they buy these, you know, they go to these seminars on how to be successful, 12 ways to have successful thinking, 10 ways to have a, to start a business. Listen, what about the most high? I'm not saying you can't deal with all that because they're making a killing on those books for men, brothers and sisters, about success. But you need to first start here. This is the foundation. Are you going to follow all these other people before you follow this book, the greatest book, brothers and sisters? If he gives riches, honor, he controls everything, then his instruction is going to tell me how to be successful. Brother Corey, let's go to Isaiah 10 and 15, and we'll end it at Job 36 and 11. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 15, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 10 and 15. Shall the axe boast itself against him that heweth therein? Now, it says, should the axe boast against the person swinging it? Or shall the saw magnify itself against him that shaketh it? Should the saw magnify himself against the one utilizing it? As if the rod should shake itself against them that lift it up. Or as if the staff should lift up itself. Or as what, brother? Or as if the staff should lift up itself. As if it were no wood. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, I really hope you're, you're checking this out here. <laughs> We are but mere instruments in his hand to carry out his purpose. So it would be absurd of us to boast of what we have done or can do, as it would be for an axe to boast when it has been wielded with effect, brothers and sisters. We're showing you something here. <laughs> he grants success. Only he can tell you how to be successful, brothers and sisters. For you to think that, you know, you can obtain success any other way. That's arrogance, brothers and sisters. That's boasting against the most high, brothers and sisters. He's saying you're an axe. <laughs> okay, you're a saw. You're a rod. I'm the one controlling you. And if I'm the one controlling you, I can tell you how to be successful. And you can't be successful on your own. That's critical. Why? Because it's easy for some instruments of God to become proud, brothers and sisters. It is all important that we keep our perspective as an instrument, brothers and sisters. An instrument without the hand of the master is useless and can carry out nothing for itself. This is critical, brothers and sisters. So in the event of success, remember this. You're only successful because it makes God look good. It's not for you. He wants to root out that pride, brothers and sisters, because there's pride that comes with success sometimes. A lot of times, rather. A lot of times, brothers and sisters. He's saying, I am the one who dictates your success. 
And you have to follow me in order to obtain it. And to try to go against what I'm saying and think you can obtain it any other way is to boast. We're going to go to Job 36 and 11. And we are going to bow out, brothers and sisters. Job 36 verse 11. If they, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity. Can you read that again, brother? If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Brothers and sisters, this scripture illustrates the power of obedience. Obedience is the key that opens all doors, brothers and sisters. And we've learned that success is not hard. Obedience is, brothers and sisters. Today's lesson was success is predictable, brothers and sisters. Where we utilize the Bible uh, to give us the principles for success, guaranteed principles for success. It's the warranty, brothers and sisters, from our manufacturer. It's the published guidelines from our manufacturer. Brothers and sisters, if we apply what we've learned today, life should become much easier. Brothers and sisters, success should no longer be evasive, should no longer be elusive. Brothers and sisters, if success is predictable, failure also must be predictable. Brothers and sisters, we pray that the brothers and sisters that are listening to this broadcast take this information and apply this information, brothers and sisters, and see what transpires. See what happens. See what comes of it, brothers and sisters. Why? Because your way hasn't worked up to this point. Why not try it, brothers and sisters? Today's lesson was success is predictable. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala. Kwam Yasharala. Sin no more. Sin no more.